0: Welcome back to Coffee and Combos. In this week's episode, we discuss marriage, the myths, lies, truths, and all the in-betweens. So grab your cup of coffee and join us around the table for the one where we say, I do.
1: Welcome to Coffee and Combos. My name is Josh, and as always, I am joined by my beautiful wife, Becca. So Becca, how are you doing?
0: Good. excited to be back. Um, I'm recording. We took a week off. Um, last week, just was super hectic, and um, we just didn't want to put out a, a podcast that we didn't... Um, I don't know that we just didn't – we didn't want to rush it, I guess. Yeah. So we decided um, we decided that it was it was good to take a week off instead of trying to rush and pick a topic and just talk about something um, because we really want to bring value to your guys' lives and, um, and it means a lot to us. And so we just wanted to make sure that it would be good. And so this week we're really excited to um, – we're excited to talk about marriage and um, just kind of talk about – the in-betweens, all the craziness, um, and just the fun parts about being married too. And so yeah, we're excited because we go solid.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be a really good week. Uh we're excited for that. So uh if you are new to this podcast, first off, we wanna say welcome to the family. We get to do this every Friday. Um clearly last Friday we didn't get to do it. Um, so mm-hmm. Some Fridays we do miss, but um, always stay in the know on our Instagram page. It's Coffee and Combos. You'll see it pop up and you can follow along um, just uh, in the journey uh, of our life in this podcast. And so if you are new, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Follow us if you are listening on Spotify. Uh, as always, leave us a rating and a comment on iTunes. That helps this channel grow significantly. And uh, we just appreciate everyone is a just a weekly listener you guys are family and we so appreciate you uh, there also is a patreon page set up so if you are interested in uh, becoming a patreon supporter for coffee and combos I would encourage you in the show notes you can click that link it'll take you over to patreon and you can see the different tiers of support every dollar goes back right into the podcast um, to grow it to be able to pay for the services, to be able to stream and such, and so, uh, thank you for all the Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing. We love y'all, and uh, we're excited for the future of Coffee and Combos. You know, we celebrated our one-year anniversary not too long ago, and as we've been thinking about this podcast, there's so many cool ideas we want to talk on, and one of them that we've we've had like a few episodes where. We briefly like touched on like our relationship and such, but um, I feel like it's a the topic of marriage is number one. It's a it's a topic that can go super in depth. So we might even split this into a couple episodes. Um, but tonight's going to be more of that kind of foundational, looking at you know the myths, the lies. So if you're listening and maybe you're single or you're in a dating relationship, you're like, uh, like I don't even care. I don't want to know. Uh, I would just encourage you, hang in there with us because we want to shed some light on some maybe issues that aren't talked about when it comes to marriage and just some, I think, falsehoods that we oftentimes believe about marriage. Um, Even things that me and Becca have walked through and you know we're still, um, we haven't been married for a long time so we're definitely not experts at all but we do have some season um, under our belt and so we want to be able to, just kind of relay some things that we've walked through and maybe share some um, some hope and encouragement if you are even newlyweds, um, maybe some pitfalls that you can avoid uh, early on in marriage. And so, um, Becca, why don't you kick us off with maybe just some, like, myths? Let's start with myths first, and then we can talk about maybe some lies, and then we'll kind of end the episode on truth.
0: Yeah, so um, first mm-hmm. of all, it's kind of exciting that we're going to be talking about this because April is our anniversary month. Woohoo. Yeah, so yeah. the twenty eighth we will be celebrating four years of marriage. Um and we've been together for about six and a half total. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. It's one of those things that it kind of um feels like I could just blink and we're already here. And it also feels like he's just been mine forever. Like it feels like there's, it's hard to remember sometimes life before Josh. Um, and, in like the best way possible. Like it's just, he just fits. So he's just my life. So, um, so I'm struggling with the fact of like myths and lies because I'm not sure I fully understand the difference. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and say some stuff and it's going to fall between myths or lies and I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I like, obviously I get what a myth is, but I don't, I think that I think it can just go both ways for what I'm going to say. So um, I think for some myths slash lies that are that people go into marriage thinking is one that um, marriage is forever obviously that's the plan that's what people desire um but i think sometimes people um believe so much so much so that it's like it's like one of those things where they like want to get married because they feel like Um, well, now that we're married, this person is never going to leave me again. Yeah. So it's not like in a, like, yes, we love each other and that's why we want to commit. Like, I think sometimes people get married out of that fear of losing someone. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of more along the lines of what I mean. And then I think, um, I think some, a lot of people, um, and I was totally, I think to a degree, one of them is that when you get married, um. All of a sudden, like all of your insecurities are going to go away. It's mm, um, good. Actually, I will say in our marriage personally, our first year of marriage, I heavily struggled with insecurities. Um, and and truly it was like my own thing like it was nothing that josh actually ever did um he's never given me a reason to feel insecure he's always been super strong um the rock in like our relationship um obviously has never been inappropriate never has you know i've never caught him even looking at another woman like so like he's just that solid um so that's never been like he's never provided an issue for me to feel insecure, but it was having to walk through the hurts of past relationships, past boyfriends who weren't as courteous to me, um, who didn't show honor to me in the same way. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then just the enemy, like, you know, when you get married that you're making a covenant under God. And so obviously the enemy wants nothing more than to destroy that covenant that you've created. Um, So that first year of marriage, I really struggled um, super, super bad with insecurities to the point where I was like, oh, my gosh, like, if this is going to be my life forever, I don't know how to do this. Like, I hate feeling this way. Um, So, yeah. So I think it just kind of depends. I think it may help sometimes. But um, for me, it got worse until I came to a point where... um, it was just me and God. And I said, God, listen, like, I can't live this way anymore. And I love my husband and he's never done anything to make me feel insecure. And like, I want to be able to fully trust him. And so like, help me heal from these past hurts that are trying to bleed into my relationship that I have now. Um, So I had to walk through a lot of inner healing uh, so that I could come to a point where now I'm just like, yeah. I don't struggle with that at all. Yeah. Like, we could walk, like, truly, like, it's just something as silly as, like, we could walk past a bunch of girls in a bikinis or whatever it could might be. And I don't even have to think twice. Like, I truly am not even worried about it because Josh won't look. Like, he doesn't look. He won't look. He has no desire to look. Like, so there are those kinds of, like, those specific kind of insecurities that I no longer struggle with. Um, but that's because of, us walking through healing and putting some work into our marriage.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think when it comes to like insecurities, just from uh, counseling people um, when I was a pastor and just hearing different stories and things like that, like insecurities are one of the biggest um, damaging factors in a marriage because a lot of times the husband and wife come into the marriage with things that, haven't been dealt with before and this is why like we're huge advocates of premarital counseling Mm -hmm. um not just any premarital counseling i think um it needs to be an in-depth premarital counseling i'm a fan of at least six months i know that for some maybe that's extreme and circumstances don't always line up for you to be able to do that but i look at it as like um you don't just randomly like like you don't here here's what I can say. You don't randomly walk into a brand new job and just expect to like know everything, right? There's training, there's videos to watch, there's a bunch of things that go into that job before you ever lay hands on what you're going to be able, you know, to do. So marriage um is, is a lot similar, is you're kind of walking into something that you have never done before. Um, that you've never walked in. And so premarital counseling is a way for you to kind of work through, um, as I like to call some of those early pitfalls, um, such as finances. Finances Mm -hmm. are one of the biggest reasons why um, married couples get divorced because they've never worked through how to deal with each other's money. And that, like, when you become one in marriage, your money – is one. It's not separated. It's so is not, your debt. <laughs> so is your debt. Yeah. So like there's just things to work through. And then like like you had touched on, like with insecurities, I think that's a huge one because for I know for the ladies listening, um, there's always that insecurity I feel like in ladies that you know, am I going to be good enough for my husband? You know, it, maybe he has a past history with pornography or lust in general. So there's that insecurity of, am I going to be good enough? Like, what if he looks at another woman? Is he going to gain eyes for her? And then for my fellas listening, like the insecurity for us is, you know, always trying to make sure that we please our wife and that feeling of like I'm just not good enough. Maybe, you know, maybe you're in a season of just struggling at a job or whatever the case might be. So premarital counseling is great at like working through those, but insecurities, they rob the joy of marriage. Mm-hmm. They take away that that freshness and that excitement because here's the reality you get married, um, it's amazing. Hopefully your wedding day is perfect. It's fantastic. And then you go away on your honeymoon, everything's still glorious. And then I always like to say, at least a couple months after the honeymoon, reality of what marriage really is, and, and can I just be real, like straight up, marriage is one of the hardest things you will work at in your life. Here's why. Because it's not just like a turnkey where you turn it on every day, you go through life, and then you come home and you turn it off. No, marriage is something like you're working through intricate details every single day. Mm -hmm. And learning the other person, that's a big thing. Listen, for a lot of people, they think that learning the person is maybe having sex with them before they get married, or living together for a little bit, or, hey, we dated for a year, you know, we went on some dates. When you get married and you officially begin to live together, man... Yeah. It's a whole new world. I remember we got back from our honeymoon and um, we, you know, had the joy of living in a tiny house, which is a whole story in itself. <laughs> not just any tiny house, a tiny house that was roach infested. It was crazy. We didn't know it was. And so we, you know, lived in this tiny space together for the first month of our marriage. And talk about, like, testing. Um, not only... Well, and for
0: him and I, you know, just to give, sorry, a little context is, like... Josh and I saved ourselves for marriage. Um, yep. We had never lived with anyone. Like, we'd never done any of those things. So, for us, like, getting it was a married, brand new coming, like, yeah. the first night after being married, the first time we ever spent the night together, the, like, from that moment on, moving on and living together. Like, all of it was super brand new. Oh,
1: I just want to share. That. No, I, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's always a great to have context. I don't want people thinking uh, uh, strange things, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, insecurities. I, I, just, I think those are um, there's this the myth of insecurities is that you don't have them, right? Yeah. The myth is when you get married, everything's going to be perfect, and you know, and, and this kind of leads me into my next myth, which <laughs> is. Um, thinking that communication is just automatically going to be there. Can I just be like straight up? Communication is, yet again, finances are a big thing. But I think more than anything else for the reason for divorce and the reason why couples just don't work is because they haven't spent any time working on communication skills. And learning your partner is a lifelong pursuit. It is not – guys, if you're listening, fellas – Listen, you are not going to learn your wife overnight. I know you think you can, but you can't. Uh-uh. Ladies, I know your man seems like he's only one-sided and there's not much in there. Trust me, <laughs> there is a lot more than meets the eye. And so, communication is is definitely like one of those areas that I just feel like the myth in society is like people look at maybe married couples they look up to and they're like, oh, this looks easy. Look, look at their life. It's perfect. They communicate well, even when they fight, like everything works out. But you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. The conversations that have had to been said and just um, the raw emotion that goes into communication, I think that one of the coolest things you could do, and, and yet again, premarital counseling, I'm a big like fan of it, but I think uh, another tool – is the five love languages. I know we touched on that in one of our previous episodes, but I really do think learning each other's love languages saves so many pitfalls because you know what your partner uh, likes and enjoys. For example, um, and, and this isn't our love languages, so I'm just like, this is just a hypothetical kind of deal. Let's say Becca, like, absolutely, like, her number one love language was quality time. But because I was convinced that, you know, oh man, if I just buy her enough gifts, that will make her happy and in love. When in reality, gifts are like five for her. Like they're not even on the spectrum of things that she really enjoys. So imagine early on in the marriage, if I just continuously buy her gifts, right? Yes, there's going to be that, oh, I love it, baby kind of deal. But on the inside, there's going to be something that is missing, something that's not being fulfilled, which is quality time Mm -hmm. so learning those love languages it saves so much because you know what your partner loves and enjoys and it just saves headaches it saves uh fights that just shouldn't even happen because you know
0: well and like so the kind of the cool thing about like learning the learning your your love language is um i feel like nine times out of ten you and your partner are going to be opposite oh yeah um which is good. Like, I know that it, it might seem, be. like, bad. Yeah. But, I mean, first of all, can you imagine, like, if you're both physical touch? Good Lord. Like, you guys can never do anything no. without, like, touching each There'd other There'd be so constantly. many babies like, in that house. <laughs> it'd be so ridiculous. <laughs> but the benefit of it is, you know, like, again, you balance yourselves. But the – I think the cool it's, – it's cool, but it's also so hard – Is with it not being your specific love language, it means you have to stretch. It means you have to continue to grow in your relationship. And it also means that you have to continue that pursuit of the person that you had when you first started, you know, dating. For Josh and I, again, six and a half years in, yeah, we do know a lot about each other. Um, Yeah. Have we had moments of just like letting things get complacent? Yeah. We've surely, you know, have, but then there've been like, we've realized in the midst of it, we're like, man, like we need to go on a date. (laughs) Like We need to write a letter to each other. Josh will bring me flowers or something. You know what I mean? Something like that, where we, we dive into each other and that pursuit and flexing In the things that we're weak at, um, of pushing to to love someone the way that they want to be loved, even if that means having to go the extra mile and not 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 loving someone the way that we want to be loved, because it's easy to do that. If Josh was a quality time person and he just wanted to constantly give me all the quality time, and I was like, yeah, I mean, of course, I love the quality time. But I also like physical touch or I also like the gifts, like he was saying. It was opposite. Well, then there's still part of me that's not being fulfilled because he's only loving me the way that he wants to be loved and what's easy for him. And let me tell you something. Marriage is not easy. <laughs> it's not meant to be easy. Yeah. And that's the other myth is that like, oh, once we're married, it's all just going to be easy. And it's just not. And that's okay. And that's not a saying that there's anything bad with Josh and I or our marriage. Like, our marriage is amazing. We desperately, like, are madly in love with each other. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's easy. You have two lives, two different people. Yeah. Who have to come under one, one home into one heart. And we have to coexist together. Yeah, on a daily basis.
1: Yeah,
0: things are not just like, oh, we'll, we'll just do this because it's what I want to do. Well, no, I have a husband, and depending on what it is, of course, he's probably like, whatever, go do it. But, but I don't have just my life to worry about. Right. I have my husband as right. well, and when we make big decisions or when we're going through hard times, like. I have that person and as I continue to pursue them and love them in a respectful and like meaningful way, then yeah, those, those like moments of hard, it's just different. It's not, it's not a strife and like, Oh, I can't believe I have to do life with you. It's a man. It's really hard, but I'm so glad I get to do life with you. Um, It's that constant pursuit of each other in our heart. Um, there've been plenty of times where like something's just like hit and it could be financial or it could be whatever and we're just yeah. like oh my gosh like what are we going to do yeah. and i can i can say from the way that Josh and i've lived our relationship for the entire time that we've been together like yes it's stressful and it's hard yeah but i Almost always at the end of it do I get to say, man, I'm just glad that you're here. Like, I'm yeah. glad that I get to go through this with you. Right. Like I'm glad that I have you. Like, you're my guy. You're my partner um, in life. And, like, I just can't imagine not having you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I just think you can get – I think you can get caught up in the, um, the romance of it all and the romance of what – culture and movies and things constantly push on you about marriage and on the other side of that like of what culture it pushes is like oh get married why don't you put yourself in shackles like yeah that's not at all what marriage is either. oh yeah
1: i remember i had a friend and like you know he just didn't fully understand the idea of getting married like he just assumed like you know that You've now got this person, and as he stated, like it's a ball and chain kind of (laughs) deal, and you're just stuck with them. And well, don't you want to have fun and and adventure out and meet other people? And I just was like, I like shut him down. I was like, no, like to me, this isn't a ball and chain. In fact, that to me, this is like the key of freedom because I get to live with the person I love, I adore, I care about, and so. It's not a ball and chain, and it's not boring. For And and so the truth in that is, you know, the myth in culture is it's like, oh, well, you got the ball and chain. No more yeah, having fun. Yeah, the one
0: person for the rest of your life.
1: Well, and there's even that myth, and, and this is a terrible myth, and I hate it, is that, you know, your bachelor party or bachelorette party is like the last hoorah. Let's go have, you know, this night of... Uh, immorality and fun, because once you go down that aisle and you say, I do, you're tied and you can't have fun anymore. It's like, to me, literally, that is the counter opposite of what your marriage and and the beauty of marriage is. Marriage is not um, this life sentence where it's just like doom and gloom. Marriage is this life sentence of beauty and hope and Uh, purpose and fulfillment and hopefully one day when you're on your deathbed you can say man i made some incredible memories with the person i love most and Mm -hmm. that's the truth in it like marriage is not this this death sentence yes for the fella um and for the lady you are dying to yourself in a mm-hmm. sense because you're becoming one, but it's not this death sentence of doom and gloom and like, Oh, like it's going to be awful. Now it's, it's fulfillment. It's purpose. And if, if here's the big, if, if you do things right and listen, you're going to mess up early on. Um, so the idea of like having everything, all your ducks in a row, so to say, um, I don't think that's, it at all. I think if you can do some things right, do premarital counseling, do the five love languages, really get to know each other beyond just the physical attraction. I think going into your marriage um, and on your wedding day, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be beautiful and wonderful because you chose to make those decisions and next steps. But here's the reality um you're you're going to mess up you're going to do things early on and you can look back on and be like man I wish we would have done it that way or whatever but that is the really cool thing about marriage is that it's okay to mess up <laughs> it is okay listen the idea of a perfect husband and wife is mind boggling to me and that's the way a lot of times I feel like it's portrayed in culture it's like you know you got this perfect couple you know everything is this glorious they go to work they have this wonderful job they have a beautiful family all that stuff might be true but I guarantee no one is perfect and the home's not perfect. So, like, mm-hmm. get this idea of perfection out of your head and instead strive to be the best person you can every day for your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe we'll share this last myth. And then I think we'll turn this into a two-part one more um, okay. episode. And uh, and so next week we'll continue part two of this talk. But another myth, just a quick one, is the idea of a fairy tale Um, wedding, um, can I just be straight up like what we watch on TV and like, you know, we love Disney. So like the idea of this, you know, beautiful, like perfect, like everything is just, just perfect. Um, yet again, not reality. Um, I remember our wedding day though, like we go back often and we look at our pictures of our wedding day and we're just like, man, was this our wedding day? This is crazy. Um, it was a perfect day because we got married and we started our love, you know, that day forever. That was the perfect side. But there were so many things. I mean, stressors. I remember So many
0: things in the background like, that like kept falling apart. Oh, yeah. It just, Don't like, be a bridezilla or yeah. like a groomzilla or whatever they call might call you. Yeah. But yeah. Just like flow with it. Um, because at that point, like, the only thing that really, truly matters is that the bride and groom are getting married. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Whatever happens. As long as you guys meet at the altar. Um, I remember, like, I had this beautiful, beautiful, like, bouquet, that I wanted and I like sent it to the florist. I had like a whole consulting meeting with there. I like went over like detail after detail that I wanted, paid stupid amount of money for the this bouquet. And on my wedding day, it, it got brought to me and it looked nothing like I wanted. It looked, yeah. it was pretty, but it looked so cheap and not what I wanted and I was just like, And I just kind of was like, wow, I can't believe that happened. And I moved on. Like, I just – because, you know, my makeup artist had the wrong – my makeup and hair person had the wrong day. So they didn't show up until, like, two hours before my wedding. Um, So, like, all these things, like, go wrong – But when I look back at that day, I don't think about that. I just think about the fact that, like, it just was the best day Oh, yeah. There
1: was, like, things that we don't even remember, honestly, about that day. Like, we never got to see, like, the catering. No. There were so many things that, like, we literally spent months planning for. So can I just, like, be real? Like, yes, you want to have a great day. You want to make it perfect. I know for the lady, like, having that beautiful wedding day is very important. So, fellas, take note of this. Uh, put time and effort in helping her make that day the best it can be. But the idea of this just fairy tale wedding is is obsolete. It's not real. Um, So let's go ahead and crush that myth and just go ahead and come up with the truth, which is there is going to be things that go wrong and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Make the best of Mm -hmm. it. Um, And at the end of the day, like Becca said earlier – as long as you're both at that altar saying "I do," that's what matters most. Yeah. Um, all the other small little things. Oh, a photographer missed a shot. Or, and here's the reality: if you really like care about the person, you're not going to even be like. I remember literally walking to the altar that that day. In my mind, I wasn't thinking. Oh, I hope the photographer's over there. <laughs> Wait, why are those guests here? None of that was going through my mind. The only thing on my mind was. Oh crap, I hope I say like all my promises correctly. <laughs> like, I'm I hope glad that's all you were gonna
0: say. Well, like, oh crap, what are no, you thinking? No, like, I it yeah. had like
1: all these emotions of like, oh my gosh, like, I am getting ready to say I do to the girl of my dreams. I like, I was gonna grow up. Yeah, like, I was sick in my stomach, like, in a good way, of yeah. just like nerves. <laughs> Um so yeah, all those small things, like just brush them away. Like just have
0: a great day. Just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. have fun. And when I went last myth? song, it actually works out super perfect. So I was gonna talk about just like the wedding night. Um I remember my oh, yeah. um my Oh my gosh, I just totally blanked. Um, My mentor, yeah. We were talking about it and she was like, you know, you're getting ready to get married, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, I'm so excited. And again, for Josh and I, we saved ourselves till our wedding day. So obviously we are not like um, experts (laughs) in that uh, the wedding night sort of activities. And, um, you know, I just remember she gave me this really solid advice and it was just like, Hey, you know, love each other that night. But if you guys don't do everything, that's okay. Yeah. Um, And I really, at first I was like, what do you mean? Like, well, you know, I was like, that's crazy. Of course we're going (laughs) to do stuff. And she was like, okay. But if you get nervous or, you know, whatever it is, like, just enjoy each other. Make each other feel comfortable. Um, If you don't get to everything, that's fine. If you're too tired to do certain things, that's fine. Because you're going to be tired. you have your whole life... (laughs) To, like, figure all this stuff out and, like, get to know each other in that way um, that it's okay if it's not the first night. Because, again, you know, for us… I mean, it's like zero to hundred real quick. <laughs> like oh, yeah. all of a sudden, we don't do any. We're not doing any of this stuff. To oh my gosh, we're going all the way. Right. Um. And so yeah, like f- you know, for us, there were some things that we didn't necessarily do the first night. Yeah. And that our first night was amazing, and it was just different. But it just all that mattered was we were together, and we were just were loving each other. Yeah. Like it didn't matter. Oh my gosh, did we do this and this and this and what about movies? And they make everything look so easy. It's definitely not so easy nope. when, when you don't know what you're doing. Nope. And so, like, you know, having a sense of humor, being able to be understanding, be on the same page with your husband of like, hey, like, can we just like agree that if something doesn't happen or if I get nervous or you get nervous, like, right. can we just like chill out? Yeah. <laughs> and get to know each other yeah. because it's yeah. a lot. Um, It's a
1: lot. Yeah. And I would say with that too, you know, a big thing on that night, I remember, um, you know, like getting to our honeymoon and this thought just came through my head of like, oh my gosh, like there is no, like the previous way of doing life that I had known ended at the altar. And now I have a wife to take care of. I have more responsibility. Um, things just look and feel different, and I remember like this, this um, like gravity setting in. like in a good way, of just like things are getting ready to change for the better, but it's scary at the same time. It's mm-hmm. hard to describe it. I remember like later uh, that night on our honeymoon, like I was sitting on, on the balcony, just hearing the waves of the ocean, and I was just like, there's part of me that was uh, like sad, only because I was just like, wow, like things are are changing and like i'm a i can handle change pretty well mm-hmm. but when it's like dramatic change like getting married um there's this part of me that literally had to kind of die that night in a good way for this new mm-hmm. self to come out and so can i just be like straight up like yet again the myth of like it's just key turn Marriage is not just key turn, right? No,
0: it's a lot of like, dying to yourself. It's a lot it's of dying lot. to yourself
1: um, because here's the deal. Guys especially struggle with this for some reason. It's just selfishness of, well, hey, when am I going to go hang with the bros? Aren't we going to have game night? Like, like, and, and it's totally fine. Like, Find those moments because you need those. Um, mm-hmm. You need those. Uh, f- and same for the ladies. Like, You need to have those girl nights. But here's the reality. You have someone else in your life who is your best friend, someone you need to take care of, someone who you need to love and support. And so like kill the selfishness Mm -hmm. and instead just communicate, say, Hey, I really need a bros night. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I remember like on the, even on the honeymoon of like figuring out, okay, like who's going to do like the cooking? Like, yeah, I love to cook, but like Becca's going to have to cook too at some point. So like figuring all those things out too. There's just so much that goes into marriage. Which also goes
0: back to – I mean, and most of it just you can almost direct always to, like, communication. Yeah, always. Like, having these conversations before you get married. um, Yep. Sorry, one last thing was just that, like, for Josh and I in our relationship, and we may have mentioned it in another podcast, but – we didn't kiss until we were engaged and we yeah. didn't say I love you until we were engaged. And the reason I bring that up is not because we're like, Oh, holier than that. like that this, we had never done that in any relationship before. Like yeah. kissing and stuff was like, Oh, a norm for us in our past relationships. But, but for us, um, God really put it on our hearts that like we needed to instill this, um, which was good. And I know the Lord definitely knew I needed it because at the time I was, my love language was physical touch. And so I needed to have that boundary set in place so that Josh and I would be able to um, just honor God in our relationship. But um, I'll say it was probably one of the best decisions that we ever, ever made. Um, and I'd highly encourage anyone who feels like called to doing that. Um, and it's not, like, a non-negotiable. Like, if you kiss, whatever, that's fine. Right. Like, set your own personal boundaries. But um, for us, it really just, it eliminated that physical temptation yeah. for us like, as a whole. Because we just didn't kiss and we didn't say, I love you. Yeah. And so it wasn't that we didn't love each other. And it wasn't that we didn't want to kiss. Like, obviously, we were, like, in love with each other <laughs> from the get-go, yeah. it felt like. But... um we kept those boundaries so that Josh and I could really communicate and get to know each other, um, on, on a level that I don't know that we would have been able to, at least before we got married. Um, if we had been kissing and, and allowing other things, um, just because like, obviously you get it. Like you're, when you're infatuated with someone and you're getting to know them, like that's all you think about is like wanting to kiss and, you know, hold hands and hug and all this, all this stuff. Um, but with us creating a very specific boundary, um, it just allowed us to honestly become best friends. Um, that even though we were dating, there was a lot of, uh, there was a, a very strong friendship that developed in the midst of it. Um, and, and that's how I think we really set ourselves up for success because, We were just best friends and we could joke and like, yes, of course, like we wanted to kiss, but it wasn't something that was so pressing, um, that we had super deep conversations. We got to know silly things about each other. Um, we just really focused our communication. Um, I mean our relationship on communication and I really, truly think that's been the game changer for our marriage to be so successful. Um, cause even now, you know, like for Josh, for instance, he communicates, Josh wants to get to the root of something super quick, like right away. Um, I sometimes shut down like in the middle of an argument or if I'm upset or whatever it might be. Um, I need time to process. I can't just like, I'm don't like, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, controversy or yeah, um, Josh is totally cool with that. (laughs) He's all for it. Um, I'm not. And so that took us having to communicate and learn each other in the process and us to both be able to respect each other in the way that we, um, in the way that we engage issues. Um, so for him, it was, Hey, can we talk about it? Um, and for me to say, yes, Not at this specific moment. And so him having to learn to sort of back off and give me a little bit of space so that I could form my thoughts so that I could decide if this was something that was actually an issue or if this was me being emotional. Um, And it also um, pushed me to be more responsive instead of just allowing it me uh, giving me so much space that I just let it go and I let it like go under the rug. So it was a balancing of like giving me space but not so much that I don't deal with it and him getting like him being able to get to the root of the issue on a timely manner if that makes sense. Um, so all of those things kind of, unfold when you take that time to really get to know each other um, a little bit deeper.
1: Yeah. Well, we hope this added some value to your life, uh, gave you some encouragement, and we'll have part two next week where we'll dive in uh, to some more myths and uh, kind of reveal truth about them. So thank you so much for joining us around the table. We love you guys, and we will see you next week around the table. Love you all.